When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sestrino back here with another Traders Feedback Show. And Clea, we've got another good one here today. We do. I'm very excited to break this episode down and to talk to our guests and see what their insights are. I can't wait. One of the great RHAP guests that we're ever going to have. Of course, you know her. She's the winner of Survivor South Pacific. Of course, from Winners at War. Maybe future trader, Sophie Clark. Sophie, how are that's you? What I was, that's what I was going to introduce myself. I was going to be like, you You left out future trader. So I'm glad yes. you in there. And the traders probably should think again before, tread lightly before they mess with Sophie the Faithful. Oh, you think I'd be a faithful? I like that. Probably. I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which would you rather? I like I'd like to be like some combination of like Peter and Sandra as a faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peter, like having the clout, being the leader, but like Sandra would maybe more of the brains. Okay. Well, not more of the brains than Sandra. I don't want to. Then only spark, Peter, right? Spark another fight with Sandra. I would like to be there, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Equal brains as Sandra. Peppermint did not even need to step in to uh, uh, mediate with you and Sandra, right? 
Exactly. You're no, good. I think, I think you mediated Sandra and I. You I were hope the peppermint so. I hope so. I try. I, I try, Sophie. Anyway, so nice to have you on to talk a little traders. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. Um, I'm, you know, I have two kids. I don't know if I spoke. I don't know if I've been No, we talked only in September. Trials. We talked We talked in September about uh, what was going on with Suri on Big Brother. Oh, my God. It was only September. Okay, then I... Yeah. So my daughter, Teal, is one and my son is two and a half. And I'm spending most of my time working, raising children and angling to get on the third season of The Traders. Yes. You're you're priorities. just angling for a vacation, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I hear it's only 10 days and I hear you stay in an airport hotel, which really disappoints me because I feel like one of the things I love about The Traders is the whole like immersive world part of it. Yes. And so it's sad to me that I hear that they stay Did you know about this airport hotel? I didn't know the the exact location, but I did know that they don't live in the manor throughout the uh, the time. They get driven off at night and then brought back in in the morning. Okay, I'm I mean, so curious to know the like production behind that, like mm-hmm. how that how they do the you know the nighttime traders. Are they all like waiting room by room for that to happen? Yeah. Well, when you find out, you tell us. Okay, yeah. Sophie. <laughs> when I come back, I'll do it behind when the scenes. When you come back, you'll do a deep dive with us and we'll get into everything. Anyway, so would love to get your take on everything. First of all, well, what's your take on season two overall? Uh, well, I suppose I should preface this with uh, I don't have a take on season one because I didn't see it. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say like season one, I tried to tune in. I like Sari. I wanted to watch it. And I, I think I fell asleep like 20 minutes in. And the competition really confused me in season one. I was like, I couldn't figure out why anybody cared about the competition. Season two, like the the, the characters themselves like drew me in immediately. It's not that I, I mean, I, maybe I care about Parvati slightly more than Sari. I don't want to like get this into a competition. Like I, Equally interested in the no, people you, on the show. In, in fairness, you watched all of Big Brother 25. That should count for exactly. so, that's thank you, Sari. If you're watching, you. Sophie put in a lot of hours. Thank you, Rob. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just as a newbie to the traders in season two. Uh, I what I've loved about it is one the immersive world part of it. I love that everybody takes the costuming seriously. I loved the you know the Parvati scene with. Um, you know, the, the, the chalice, the poison chalice. I love the scenes of them in their bed, worried that they're going to get murdered. I even love the language that they use, that they actually use the word murdered and not kind of kicked out. So I like the immersive world. Um, I love, I, and I, as somebody who loves the bachelor Reddit and wishes that post survivor looked more like post bachelor, meaning like a continuation of the drama of these people's lives. I love the, um, the like kind of bringing together of all of these different reality worlds into the, like what feels like fan fiction. Like somebody must have written this. It's crazy that they're all in this house together murdering each other. You know, um, I don't yeah. think I knew as much about your pedigree into Bachelor Nation. Is this a recent phenomenon? You know, I started watching Bachelor maybe in 2011 around. Oh. I don't think I watched any reality TV other than Survivor before I went on Survivor. After I went on Survivor, I think I gained a whole new interest and appreciation for for the genre. Um, so started watching The Bachelor and have pretty much watched it ever since. But I would say now, I don't love The Bachelor, but I love The Bachelor world. Um, and I love Bachelor in Paradise, which is, I don't know, I feel like it's almost like the Reindeer Games equivalent of Big Brother. Yes. Like you're now everybody's only going to watch the Big Brother so that they can tune into the Reindeer Games and enjoy it. Um, 
And yeah, I, I mean, this is why I love Big Brother too. Like more than the show, I like just as a human, I really love having a like secondary world that is happening that I get to think about uh, continuously, whether that be on TV or in the Bachelor case off TV, just like in these people's lives uh, that turn into, you know, reality TV, TV drama in themselves. All right. Let's talk about how uh, our survivor friends are doing here so far, Sophie. Now, you uh, got to appear on the Winners at War with both Parvati and Sandra. Although, I don't think that... Uh, were you ever on a tr- uh, on the tribe with... Are you on the starting tribe with Sandra? Starting tribe with Sandra and then um, Edge of Extinction with Parvati. Got it. Got it. Okay. So... What's been your takeaways uh, watching uh, th- these survivors at work here? Uh, so Sandra, I think, always impresses me. And I think sometimes Sandra gets like almost pigeonholed into uh, just like an anybody but me kind of strategy. Like, I think there's a lot of people that still, despite winning twice, like still to this day underestimate Sandra. And I think one of my memories coming back from Winners at War was feeling like really terrified of Sandra and her power. Uh, largely like Sandra, Sandra was an incredible and unabashed liar at Winners at War. Like she just straight up made up a lie. Like it was, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was something about the way that like Tyson reacted to Rob when we showed up without Amber. And the way that she committed to this lie, like I fully believed it, um, and she has this way of like also ingratiating with her people. I watched on this most recent episode of The Traders. I noticed like after she won the shield, she hugged every single person in this like jubilant um, manner. That uh, just was clear that like she's. You might not see it like she might seem kind of cold almost like watching her, but like when you play with her, she really is manages to like kind of um, I don't know uh, like put you on your heel. Like not you're not really thinking that she's going to be as cutthroat as she actually is. Puya, did you know this about Sandra? Well, I feel like I agree with what Sophie's saying is that I think still a lot of people are like, well, she invented anybody but me. That's all she's doing. But I think what people fail to realize is Sandra's also played these games more than twice, more than three, four times. And you can't have that reputation and stick to that plan. You have to pivot. And I think Sandra's clearly shown that not only has she been pivoting, but also She's someone who's done her homework, Rob. I think in this cast, I would argue that Sandra's probably the most prepared because she's watched all the other iterations. Yeah. She's coming up with defense mechanisms yeah. to deal with the with this faithful of the faithful group. And it is a, an amazing sight to behold. Yeah. So I think that this was the week that I think a lot of people uh, might have been waking up from sleeping on Sandra a little bit. Sandra, the faithful. And Sandra, if I may share a Instagram post, uh, Sandra shared a post about uh, this specific moment with the pool balls. She said, I want to make something clear during that strategy session. I also made it clear that hopefully the traders were in our group so that they could murder each and every one of the so-called most faithful of the faithful, therefore allowing the faithful in the leftovers to get to the end of the game. Self-preservation and end game strategy. What a lot of people don't seem to understand is faithful also have to go just like the traders. We all can't get to the end. No one there is oblivious to the fact that Parvati and Phaedra have already been called out several times. That's actually manageable. Uh, if new traders enter the mix, then we have to start back from zero. 
I mean, frankly, I think Sandra knows that Parvati is a traitor. And like probably oh, have known for a long time. Yes. Like for a long time. They've played together. Like you can tell these kind of things. Yeah. But I just thought that that was really interesting. And I had never really thought about it that way of that you. Okay. All right. Great. We know that's only part of the game. Find out who the traitors are. We also have to get rid of a bunch of the faithful also. Yeah. The reality is the end game of the traitors is the same across all franchises where you kind of whittle down to a final five or four. And then you're at this thing called the fire of truth, where if everyone at the fire agrees to not banish anybody, the game is over. If there is a traitor amongst you, the traitor wins all the money. If not, all of you split the pot. So even if following that line of logic, only three faithfuls or maybe four can make it to the end game. The rest have to go regardless. And this is why I feel like, you know, we kind of saw the uh, the up and down wave that was pilot Pete really, you know, be revered by so many as, oh my God, he nailed Dan. He fooled them. They fell for his bamboozle. But now he's essentially ostracizing everybody but his own group of four. And you are not incentivized to work with this man any longer. Thank you for your service, but uh, bye-bye your departures now because (laughs) I have no reason to work with you now. You are clearly making it clear that if there's only four spots at the end where faithfuls, you've picked your four and I'm not in that four. So I'm going to do something different. Yeah, it's like Sandra has clocked the fact that, and um, yeah, she's clocked the fact that the game is not what it appears, right? As much as Alan Cumming and the producers want everybody to focus on like find a fa- find a traitor, find a traitor, traitors versus the faithful. To your point, Puya, it's also the faithful versus the faithful. It's like oh, yeah. the the best thing to do is how the goal is not to expel traitors and then you win, right? The goal is to probably find a traitor be in an alliance with them and two other people and get to the end with them and know who they are. Like basically know who they are and don't expel them. The minute you expel them, you're now, you know, you're now disadvantaged because now there's going to be a new one who you do not know. Right. Um, And this is where the, like, you know, I think Steven and other like hyper gamers probably have a thousand ways to fix the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it really depends on how the cast is operating. Cause the reality is if there isn't a group of, Faithfuls working together so openly. Yeah, just try and whittle out the traitors and just survive as a faithful. Self-preservation, survive. But we saw this happen a couple weeks ago with Larsa getting banished, where everyone's like, well, clearly Larsa wouldn't have killed Marcus. Yes, Larsa wouldn't have murdered Marcus. Maybe times have changed now. But um, the fact of the matter is, Sandra saw that and was like, I'm not letting the Bravo uh, women just whittle down the rest of the people and kind of flip script on them while still maintaining a good relationship with everybody so that when Larsa did leave, she wasn't looked at as like the key behind the opposition. And she's able to now scoop up MJ. She's able to have Sheree work, work with Sheree. So, and, and Phaedra. So it's, it's a phenomenal job that she's doing. And I also love it because again, depending on what the rest of the group is doing, you have to pivot accordingly. And she's clearly adapting to her um, environment. Yeah. Sophie, but isn't this, uh, as you were alluding to with uh, Steven and the gamers, like uh, a flaw in the game that the production needs to fix? Because that if the traders end up sort of like, okay, let's just try to sideline the the traders as much as possible. Okay, we'll figure out who they are, but we won't actually banish them. We'll just like suck up to them and try to work with them. Like, doesn't that make for a boring show? Yeah, I mean, it turns it into like, Sur- a survivor show where you're hyper incentivized to begong another tribe um where like, you like i'm gonna go to, to the end with coach yeah. but then i'm gonna yeah. then beat him in the final tribal council yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Where, where Brandon's the traitor, uh, who you get out at five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think like there needs to be some fix here. And I think the problem is like how the show is so fun to watch that like, I'm almost mad at Sandra for calling out the obvious and breaking it because as long as everybody just pretends that the goal is to get rid of the traitors, like the show is still really fun. And how do you fix it without making it like, I think just about winners at war and how complicated that token system was and how it probably was like an incredibly interesting game dynamic that they could have evolved into even a more interesting game dynamic, but it's not good TV. And as a, as somebody who yes, loves games, I also just want good TV and I don't want 15 very complicated mechanics that I can't follow Mm -hmm. uh, on Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because I feel like in the other iterations I've seen, you don't quite often see it be so split with such big numbers. Like you'll see traders befriend different people from different pockets. And typically there's not more than like two or three people that are actively working together that closely. Uh, the other side of the coin, Rob, is I do think a especially for these reality TV crossover seasons, if Traders US continues to do this pattern is if I'm Parv. And Sandra's clearly going to bat for me. I keep Sandra. I cut her before we get to like final seven. She gets murdered right at the end there because the reality is she probably knows. And if so many people are saying parf, 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 you're like, okay, I should be going at some point, but Sandra's going to bat for me. Great. But at some point you will just call me out and vote me out. So you gotta, you gotta think of that as a defense as well as to, if you've got someone really close, uh, you gotta boot them. I agree. I think the end game might be really interesting for that reason. Like Mm. there's going to be a little bit, I got to get you before you, before you get me. But at this point it's like poverty. And frankly, even Phaedra, are they backed into a wall? Like how do they, how do they come up with some big con to actually recover? Because in the end, even if they don't get voted out for a while, they need to recover at the final four, right? When Mm. they can convince people that they're not a traitor. Um, And I don't know how they do that. Sophie, did you agree with uh, the decision to try to recruit Pilot Pete? Uh, I agreed with it from a um, purely uh, entertainment yes. standpoint, <laughs> yes. which, which, by the way, I think was the reason that Parvati was doing it. She gave no good reason other than, like, I think this would be fun, uh, which I agree with. Um, I Like, other than that, no. Like, I, I, I don't see how that was going to actually help her her case mm-hmm. um i mean the only thing you know now saying that the only thing that i suppose might have helped her case um is if she had managed to recruit him and do what she then tried to do which, which was get rid of him right and he would have been a traitor maybe she could have passed off all of the shade that had been pus- pushed on her as like clearly peter was the traitor the whole time not recently recruited and thus you know um nobody be worried of me but i don't know was there was there a good reason you guys saw we kind of spoke about it, and ultimately where I landed was Parvati thinks her time is coming up. Her, you know, the curtain's going to fall down on her soon enough. Let me poison Peter. Let me make this guy who's so incredulous about being the most faithful be the evil one, mm-hmm. be the menace that has to, you know, stab his own friends in the back. And if you're Peter, she just gave you a golden ticket to the end if you really play your cards right. So for him to say no was baffling, but I agree. I don't think it was the most ideal recruiting option for her either. But I think murdering him or one of his friends would have just had people looking at her the next night anyway. It's kind of like swing for the fences. 
I agree. His no was crazy to me. Like he's in such a good position. I mean, now less of a good position given what Sandra did with her pool table. Mm-hmm. But like he was in such a trusted position. Like how incredible of him to pick up the, you know, the option of not splitting the prize pot. Sophie, did you have an opinion about Pete coming in from your bachelor uh, knowledge? Uh, I'm impressed with him. Um so my bachelor knowledge was that is that he's kind of like a playboy, stayed a lot of people. He had this on and off relationship that kind of was like literally his like fourth pick on the show that after he got through the first three, he started dating her, stopped dating, started dating, stopped dating. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. I didn't see the Ari. I don't know how Ari performed. Um, but what's been exciting for me actually – I even love less seeing Pete on the traders and more thinking about like now, because I like the bachelor so much, like now understanding Pete more as a human being makes Mm -hmm. his bachelor season a little bit more clear. Will you go Um, back and rewatch it? I don't think I'll do that. Um, Maybe if I have like six pregnancies on my sixth maternity leave. What's his dating situation like now, Sophie? Do we know? I don't know if he's still with Kelly. I think he and Kelly broke up. Um, I mean, I would have loved a, a Peter Parvati um, romance just well, for the fun of it. But, yeah, Parvati's taken. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also love, as a former survivor, like, I I feel like we are this weird, um, like, we have street cred, you know, because, like, we survived on an island. But, like, we don't have the Instagram cred. We're not, like, I don't even right. think we're necessarily the cool kids. But So I kind of like watching the traders and seeing Parvati kind of crush it and also – seeing them gain clout in these kind of like larger um, stages. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Yeah. You know. You'd like to see more of the survivors break out into influencing? I think I would. Yeah. yeah. And the challenge doesn't really do it for me. I kind of think the challenge is a lateral move for survivors, whereas I feel like the traders is a, is I agree. a step up. I agree. Um, let's talk about Parvati. Now, Sophie, uh, you were showing us that you are wearing a headband today. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, representing. Uh, I'm, I'm liking Parvati on the show. Like, I think, um, I like that she's just like leaning into the character that she's been given. I think so glad. I don't know what she would have been like as a faithful. I think she would have been wasted. I think like it completely makes sense that her, you know, spider, I don't know, um, black widow thing mm-hmm. has like kind of the end of that story has landed her here. Um, I loved the, the, like the goblet thing. I'm just worried that like, this is going to be the end of getting to see Parvati really kind of morph back into the Micronesia character. Like, I just don't see how she's going to dig herself out. Um, I also really want to know way more about when Phaedra said to Parvati in the turret, like Parvati, nobody likes you. Like to me, that was fascinating. I want to know why nobody likes her because Parvati is like a very divisive character and survivor mm-hmm. as well. Like, I think a lot of people, right. Have called Parvati, in her like past, um, you know, a mean girl, a flirt, like they've really put her down. Um, And I was surprised to see that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sophie, let me float past you. This is my theory of poverty. Where I feel like that in 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 this game and her past survivor experiences, I feel like that the situations where we've seen the best of poverty has been where people sort of gravitate towards her, where we see uh, especially young women are sort of like are interested in just being in her orbit. But if if people are not feeling her, she will never be the person to gravitate towards anybody else. It has to be people come to her. Yeah. Rob, I think that's like incredibly astute. My mind, I will say, was slightly blown. As slightly you blown. Yes. Um, it, because also I was just thinking about how does that contrast to other Survivor players that I played with or seen and I think it's true, like poverty, you know, particularly, you know, you think Micronesia with, and I would say both men and women on this front, right? There's yeah. this like kind of poverty aura that people are like thrilled to be it. I do wonder if on the traders, because of like her reputation, that's so hard. Like when people are aware of an aura, you're a lot more like, you know, reluctant to be sucked into that aura. And so th thus the, the person has to like make more entreaties to other people to like actually be effective. I think about Kim on Winners at War. Like I went in being like, Kim is a, <laughs> Kim is a like social witch. I must be careful. Um, uh, but uh, I think that's exactly right. And I also just think compared to thinking also compared to my, myself, like, um, I am not as charming as, as Parvati. Like I have spent a lot of time with Parvati. She's very charming. Uh, I, I am not that way. And that's not the way I, I am allowed to operate. And I think like, I must have to much more like operate by kind of surprising people with my outreach to them, right. Yes. Surprising them that like, I'm so willing to kind of like humble myself and like, what can I, you know, how can I make you feel like the center of attention? Um, and it's just, it's like such a fascinating um, difference. I, I'm trying to think of other people like Parvati who've won Survivor. Because I also think that like to have somebody like that who also wins is so incredible. Because like that person so clearly, obviously like um, shines bright, for, like, for lack of a better word. And it's in a very obvious way that if you're not sucked in, you're like saying, let's get this person out. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she's been able to operate in all these games like that and be successful is kind of crazy. Yeah. Let me bring in a question from one of our listeners. Isaac wants to know, can Sophie talk about the uh, comment Ice Queen Parvati? I do feel like that Parvati is acting a little bit different than we've seen on Survivor. I'm curious, Sophie, has any input on it from her time together on Winners at War? Have you been getting Ice Queen from Parvati? Wait, do we think she's acting different I think she's just in a different circumstance. Like, I think to your point, Rob, poverty, you know, is um, somebody who like attracts a lot of people to her. Um, but she d isn't somebody always to like, you know, try to become friends with absolutely everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think in Survivor, we've often seen her in circumstances with a lot of people who are attracted to poverty and that come to her. Yeah. Um, and maybe there just aren't as many people there. 
I also do think Parvati is going through, like what I've read that Parvati has said is like, she's had a, you know, we saw Parvati first when she was what? I don't know, 20 something. Yeah. And now she's, I don't like, I'm, I don't know how old Parvati is. My point is like, it is very natural for a woman to change. Yeah, I think she recently a, just had her 40th birthday. A child and a divorce. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, coming out as queer and like all of these new changes and the, the idea that we should all like expect poverty to be the same poverty we saw on Cook Islands is kind of crazy. Um, I do think she's probably being an ice queen, partially because I think poverty, I mean, my take, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that. But my, this is probably, I should probably stop here. Like if you have to say I'm not a psychiatrist, this is when you should stop talking. <laughs> yeah, let the record but, show. <laughs> um. Like, I think poverty got really branded in a way that not many survivor people do by by the by the world. Like, poverty is a flirt. And this was all put on poverty. I think Winners at War, she was a pretty vanilla character. Like, she didn't have an opportunity to rebrand herself. She was almost, like, voted out too fast. She was in the heels of, like, her first child. I can't think of, like, how poverty in Winners at War was a distinctive change from her prior kind of character. I get the sense that on traders, she's like making a concerted effort to like own own her image in a way that she wasn't able to on Survivor. And I think that part of that is like her image has always been the black spider widow, whatever. How can she be that? But like, you know, in a way that she controls. And I think that's a little bit like where we're seeing this ice queen thing emerge. I also feel like in the last like couple cycles here, basically since uh, since the pilot P gambit with the whole shield thing. I feel like Parvati has kind of been caught and also discounted now, like afterthought to everybody. No one's really like we've seen actively people stop talking when she walks into a room. They, you know, Pete is laying it on way too thick publicly on her. I think that is grating to someone and you can treat it one of two ways. You either end up being like the wounded bird of I really don't know what else I can do. Like you're, you know, you're getting the gaining that sympathy or you're like, screw all of you. This is annoying. And I'm just not going to put up with it. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening with Parv, where she's like, this is irritating to me. Like nothing is working. No one's listening. And I'm essentially kind of a discounted person here who no one is listening to. So why should I care? (laughs) I agree, Puya. I feel like there is like one level of strength in character where she's like, instead of being wounded by it, she's like, fuck it. You guys all suck. But the mm-hmm. next level that, like, I hope she goes to is to say, and, like, now I'm going to, like, come up with this mastermind plan to screw you all over. I don't know if she's going to get there or if she's going to get just to the place of, like, yes, I was a traitor. haha, ice queen, whatever. I don't give a shit about all you. Okay, I'm gone. Bye. Like, I would like to see her kind of, you know, um, I don't, like, just be even more energized by the position that she's been put in. So do you think that she could trust Phaedra? No, but like, I don't think I would trust any of those housewives except for MJ. Actually, especially not MJ. Like, what is in those pockets? MJ's yeah. dance are crazy. Okay. It went viral this. Yeah. Can this we talk week. about that? Because, like, I wasn't online uh, too much over the weekend. And then I came back, and then and my entire Twitter was just all people talking about this moment from the episode, which was presented to us without any explanation of it was like was it was this like a big brother task where she had to like go into the diary room and then wear like crazy shoes or something and then uh like what like why is she moving like this i think so my take because just given how she's lifting the pants a little um as someone who would buy pants i wanted 
baggier jeans, but also they were too long for me as a teen. I had to do this often to have my shoes not, you know, have my jeans go under my shoes. I think that's what's going on here. She's trying not to trip. I agree. Massive, like, wardrobe malfunction. Like, those pants made sense when she was sitting down and standing, but she can't move in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that maybe, like, her assistant uh, went out and bought the pants like this and then just packed them and then there was not a try-on before we went to the trader's castle? I mean, it's possible, but also these, you know, I don't, I don't remember what shoes she's wearing, but, you know. She's wearing, like, stilettos. Okay, so if it's still too long at that point, then it's an issue. Because <laughs> I was going to say, maybe they're like flats or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she tried on like four pairs of shoes that morning and was like, God damn it. None of them were. <laughs> That's why she went with the stilettos. Went higher and higher. These, oh. these see, this is why I love the traders. Like, I have no idea who MJ is. Frankly, I think I'm going to watch all of Bravo now just to enjoy the traders more. But like this woman clearly should not be on any kind of like game show type thing. Like she... <laughs> She's out of her element, but I love it. We love it. Okay, Sophie, I know you're a big Big Brother fan. Uh, what did you think of Dan and his run here this season? Um, so, uh, big Big Brother fan, but like only recently, yes. only in the last like six seasons. So I don't think I've ever seen a. Oh, I know I've never seen a Dan season. Um, so don't have a lot of context there. Uh, have seen on YouTube the funeral, so like aware of what that was. Um. I, I mean, I like having a little bit more of the straight man kind of personality on these shows. Um, I, I wouldn't even call him the straight man. Like, I would call him, like, the, probably the, the hyper-focused gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think he just made a miscalculation. Like, everything I've read and listened to said that he just truly wasn't talking to anyone. He was, like, hyper-quiet. He had to know that, like, coming in as a gamer, people were already going to be suspicious that might he have been chosen as a traitor. It just seemed like he had this concept that being quiet was going to yeah. be like, and then it got too far, and he didn't, he couldn't recover. You know, Sophie, uh, I feel like you you mentioned that about Dan, and you also talked about Parvi's reputation. But I almost feel like that coming into this traders world, I feel like that while yes, Sandra might know who people are, and Janelle might know who people are. I feel like the bulk of these, like of uh, the Bravo people that are coming yeah. in, I feel like you're basically like a total stranger to them. So I, I don't know how many people like were thinking about reputations when it comes to like the Parvities and Dans of the world. Yeah. Do you think, I think he, he made, was just I, quiet? Is this? I was gonna say, is that Dan? Like, is that just him being him, or was that a really? Like, it seemed like it was a really purposeful, bad choice on his part. Yeah. So I feel like in Big Brother, he, you know, obviously we know it's a week to week thing. Basically, from Monday onwards, the noms are locked. So nothing matters. And you can just kind of like coast and set up your next move. But for me, the vibe I got from Dan throughout was Dan always seems to have had this plan in his back pocket of when I give them a name, it's going to be a traitor and I'm going to be... And they're going to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the best detective there ever was. Basically, he ends up in the pilot Pete slot where he caught a traitor. And the problem was he didn't build any foundation on this. Yeah. And so when he throws Phaedra's name out with zero buildup, he's banking on Phaedra slipping up or getting like uh, flustered in the moment. That doesn't happen. And all it does is kind of put some suspicion on Phaedra moving forward. Um, but I think he just didn't build on it in the beginning. He didn't build on it and it came back to cost them that and obviously, uh, underestimating the Bravo, uh, bachelor, basically anyone that wasn't on like a competitive reality show. 
I think that's a good point, Puya. Like one of the things I've been most curious about in the traders is like when I think about Survivor, when I think about games like this and what I do, like I, I really think that like pro- proactive lying is the best kind of lying. Like you're never like on Survivor, it's never enough in my view to just like when somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, do you want to make an alliance? Say yes. So like the way to really make yourself believable is you have to be the one kind of like proactively creating these fictitious worlds with people um, and going to them and kind of over the top coming up with these like kind of ideas about how you guys are going to work together, full on knowing that that's not the plan at all. And that that's what makes somebody really believable is like the small ways. It's not them agreeing. It's the small ways that they bring things to you and they propose things that you think in your mind, like they would never do this if this wasn't real. And I really want to know from the traders perspective, like what is that? What is that have they been doing in the house? Because I think they rarely show us Parvati or Dan or Phaedra putting out names, right? Like ginning up the other players. And I have to think they're not just sitting there. Like I would love to, I wish Dan had more sooner, like played the detective role, played, like tried Mm -hmm. to be a lead role. Like that would be so cool to see the trader going above and beyond casting like aspersions. But it seems like either this is either they've all been just kind of reactive playing low or we just haven't seen it. So I feel like to me, Phaedra is very clearly playing a very passive role where she's like, I'm undetected. So have at it. I don't care. You want this name? Cool. I'll float that name out. It doesn't matter to me. Or you want to murder this person? Go ahead. That's cool. Um, With Dan, obviously, we saw him be very silent with Parv. I feel like obviously ever since the gambit with Pete, she's pushing Pete's name out of suspicious, which is mission impossible almost at that point because he's clearly the one who gave us the info but that's all the the hyperfixation there is on pete now but it's almost like the traders aren't even incentivized to do that because it's if if they just say nothing the people are the faithful are just going to come up with a name on their own and then if they put out a name eventually there's like a non-zero chance that it could get turned around like well where did you hear that name oh dan okay oh let's let's go after him so that I don't know if there's a ton of like incentive for the traders to be like ginning. It would be great to see and great TV, but Mm. I don't know if they're incentivized for it. I agree. And I think it actually probably has a lot to do with who they're playing with. Like when you're playing with a bunch of Bravo people and you're playing on like level one, right? That kind of action probably just is seen as suspicious. But if you're playing on like level six, right? Mm -hmm. Or like you think about like friends you have where you're playing. I don't know if anybody from um, level six from BB20 is there. Like the resistance or mafia or like secret Hitler, like depending on the group you're playing with, your like your strategies right are on ten different levels. It's like my sisters and I when we did rock paper scissors shoe, it just got insane because we all had these crazy strategies of like okay one of us like I used to go like rock paper oh oops sorry I went too early rock paper and then it's like oh now I'm in their brain about going too early am I still going to do the scissor am I not going to do the scissor am I going to go one or am I going to go no two and the problem with the Bravo people is like you're never. You're never doing that, right? Like you have to play level one. Um, well, that's the see, that's the thing to me is that I feel like, Rob, one of the things, obviously, like, you know, we, we're all people, we have friends, we yep. we, you know, have bonds out there. And one of the fastest ways to make bonds with people is talking about a third party, whether positive or negative, kind of like bonding, you know, getting each other's takes on things, thoughts on things. So I think throwing a couple names out there or even being like, I don't know about this person, they're not talking to me. That is good bond, social bonding exercises yeah. for later so that they have your back in case something mm-hmm. happens. And I feel like wh- what went wrong with Dan was he didn't have that. So when he's like, I have this name, they're like, well, good morning. It's been four days. Yeah. How, you finally gave me one. Yes. 
you know, like you and, and like you don't have to be the spearhead on it. You don't have to be like, OK, yeah. I think it's Kevin. We have to bend. You don't need to do that. Yeah. It's just like, man, Kevin's not been talking to me. And I find that suspicious. Like, oh, you find that suspicious? Why is that? Oh, it's because like I feel like he's talking to other people. Like I see him bonding with Peter all the time. And then next thing you know, you're having a little water cooler gossip session and you're bonding. You're becoming yeah. better friends. I actually think Peter has done this well. I mean, I don't th- like I think Peter's going to go soon and he's like, you know, the Scooby-Doo or whatever. But I, I think I love people where I feel like I can be in cahoots with them. Like I find mm-hmm. it so attractive when somebody seems like a good person to be in cahoots with. Peter just clearly is good at that, right? He's good at kind of like like the um, the strategy about hiding the shield, telling other people. And the way that he did that, not just alone, but with his like weird, you know, ragtag friends like, I think he actually has that ability really well that Dan does not, right? Of, like, kind of um, garnering trust with people by kind of casting dispersions on others. Hmm. Well, the problem with him is, I agree with everything you said. The problem with him, though, is he gives the guy that needs you to know he's in cahoots with people. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, back in the day, um, throwing the Facebook status update and be like, yeah, just scheming with Sophie tonight should yeah. be a good one. It's like you could have just not said that and schemed yeah. anyway. But yeah, he does have the skill yeah. to like bring people in clearly. Yeah. Sophie, we have a question from yeah. Weston who wants to know, is there any world where Sandra's faithfuls and Peter faithfuls can put aside their differences to take out Poverty and Phaedra? Or will this civil wars turn into a stalemate with the traitors winning? Well, so... I was thinking about this in my mind, like this is basically turned into a survivor game, right? Like, and the only reason in my mind for those faithfuls to gang up would be if people start to realize that they're on the bottom of the Alliance. So like, could some of, if Peter has what, is it five of them? Five mm-hmm. or six of them? Pete's um, pals. If yep. some of, yeah. If some of Pete's pals and some of Sanders, well, probably pals four realize, after maybe one of them gets murdered. <laughs> right like if they start to think or let's talk about sanders group right because that's the bigger group mm-hmm. there's going to be people in there who say huh what happens after we get rid of pete's pals like am i next uh, and then i think we might see kind of natural survivor bottom of the pack flops happen um i, I don't I, i'm still not seeing the world where it makes a lot of sense to get rid of the traders unless i misunderstand the end game because it seems like the worst thing to do is to not know who the traders are right and if you know who the traders are um you should be okay. Yeah, because I think ultimately with this, with what Sandra has put out there, realizing that I don't want a new trader thrown in because I've already caught them. I already know who they are, so I'm just holding yeah. that as bait for the for later on. Um, but I think to your point, if a couple people from each side are like, hey, listen, I see the writing on the wall. In like two cycles, we're going to get murdered or banished. Let's just get rid of one of them to because I, I think ultimately once a par of leaves, it might kind of set the reset everything down to level zero again because they're like, okay, who got recruited next? And now there's more suspicions, new investigations going on. But I feel like it's so tough because I think the opportunity to get that the civil war kind of may have died now because I feel like, yeah, I feel like with this twist, I think it kind of reset everything. Sandra clearly has a moment where she says, I don't even think pizza pizza trader. So I don't think know about that. I think CT clearly is playing the middle and kind of yeah. showed his hand by not saving one of the people on the Sandra side. So I think we may have already seen a reset happen. And then obviously whoever they end up murdering here could have a ripple effect of what the rest of the game is to come. But I think ultimately, like we discussed at the top here, um, doing a civil, doing a un- unity exercise with the rest of the faithfuls only means that down the line you're going to end up exactly where you are right now, which is yeah. 
you don't know who the traders are, but also you have people you're trusting and you're still going to end up factioning up probably. Okay. Sophie, Prene wants to know, who from Winners at War, apart from yourself, do you want to see on season three of The Traders? And why is it Kim Spradlin? Uh, I mean, I would love to see Kim because I think Kim has great style and I would love to see what she would do in the castle. She'd redecorate um, the whole castle. Yeah. <laughs> Kim also, I think, would be a, I mean, Kim as a traitor would be great because I think Kim has that same Suri vibe of sure. people love her, people gravitate towards her. The idea of Kim betraying you is like unfathomable. So, yes, would love to see Kim, uh, uh, frankly, t- like Tyson. Tyson, like Tyson, I think, proved on the challenge. Like, mm-hmm. he's just great TV. Everywhere he's dropped, just put him anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think also Tyson would have a lot of fun with the, like, environment of the whole thing. Yep. Like, I want to see people who would really lean into that. He'd be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Tyson, I agree with Kim. Uh, like, again, like, I guess Rob, if I'm a casting agent, I would go with Florida Rob. I, to, I, uh, I totally know, uh, <laughs> see why you would want him. But uh, this, we've talked about this a little bit this season. Do you think he would be good in the traders? Especially if he wasn't a trader. Uh, he would give like a couple of, I can't do the impression, but like he would give a couple of those lines. I don't like, I have a hard time imagining him making a splash um, and being anything particular. But like, if you, if I had to switch out Sheree for Rob, I would probably do that. Sure. Um, Seems like a no brainer. Anybody particularly spectacular I would choose on Winners at War. Oh my God. What about Tony? Nick would be what creepy. about Tony? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think he's getting the invite. But what about Tony? Well, I, I mean, I'm not looking at winners at war now. I'm looking at game changers. Uh, I say this tongue in cheek. But, but actually, though, I do think the traders, like, I'm excited for the traders as a franchise. But I really think right now is at this, like, I, I worry it's at this precipice of, like, could it become boring? Like, could the rest of the season get boring if it truly turns into this, like, numbers game? Who cares about the traders? Tony has shown that he's a game changer, that like he's going to bring something to the table, some kind of idea that somebody hasn't thought of before. He'll be hiding in the mansion. Exactly. So like I would say yes to Tony. There's a lot of people I would say no to. Um, I would I would do Nick, but like maybe he was like a vampire in the shadows or something. <laughs> um, but no, I'd say yes to Tony, yes to Kim, yes to Tyson. Uh, my God, is there any like there's a, there's a lot of no's on there. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Well, how about this one from, not from uh, Winners at War, but uh, Tom Fratz wants to know, how would Coach do on the Traders? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) I think Coach would not do well with these Bravo women because, I don't know, in the first episode or so, like, the Bravo people were just using the most insane reasons that somebody was a traitor. It was like they looked in the wrong direction or they, I mean, that's my other issue. There's nothing to go on in this game. But mm-hmm. I think Coach would just be like outed as a traitor, despite being a faithful for just like lying about things, for being like a massive, what is it, a confabulatist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but also, like, I feel like people are going to lean into the theme, and Coach would definitely lean into the theme. You know that Coach would memorize like a whole bunch of quotes from I don't know old English detective stories or something before he went out there. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. Okay. I, I wish though that I, I do, I would like leaning into this like whole other world thing. I kind of would like, this is where it gets into like game, mecha- like guessing game mechanics and things. But um, I think it'd be fun if the people had more like defined roles. Like I like the faithfuls. I like the traders. I think it'd be cool if there was like a detective or two. Doctor. Um. Yeah. Like 
I was trying to think like ways that you could combat against the Sandra strategy. Like if you had like bounty hunters who like were just individualists who got cash if they could identify a trader, right? So then they weren't maybe as motivated by this whole like end game, you know, strategy. I just think it'd be fun if there was people playing into more roles because mm-hmm. watching the traders lean into the trader role is so fun. So I've always pushed back on this um, specifically because I've like watched and played games of mafia where so- the new cycle begins and someone's like, well, I detected Rob and he's mafia. And then the rest of the round is just Rob be like, no, it's not. You're nuts. You don't know what you're talking about. And then it's just going to be a standard vote out. But I have had a thought, Sophia, and I want to know what your thought is on this of a role. Um, there are, you know, similar to like an Among Us role or these other games, it's called the Jester, where mm-hmm. their objective is to get banished. They want to get banished. And I think it would be very fun if they introduce one of this person and their objective is you are trying to get banished before like the final 10 or or something like that. And if they get banished, they get 20K off the prize pot and they just leave. Because um, I think I that would it. be, yeah, that would be a fun way of someone clearly trying to seem like a trader, but then also you're not trying to have them voted out because you lose the prize pot. I think that'll be very fun to kick drama up. And then it might also ruin plans because if they hide their identity well, then they can always try and like make your your faction thing a mess. I love it. I, I I really hope they start to introduce some. I think there's so many like cool ideas, places they can go with traders. And as much as we all hate the survivor introduced twists and we all wish it would go back to season one Borneo, I want to see the evolution of the traders. Um It'd be fun. Sophie, do you think that your experience in reality game masters will help you in the traders? Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, reality game masters, I think, was like the, the first Ahead of ever its time. reality crossover. It was the it? traders of the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, completely. <laughs> having to deal with... Um, having to deal with i don't even remember the name of all those big brother players uh, <laughs> eric matt and ian yeah yes. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes so all right well sophie uh i, I know Wait, I, sorry i have a question yes I'm, sorry this is your interview but i have a question no. does this make you at all like i really am torn on this does this make you at all wish for more reality crossover in survivor like i think the big brother can people have always wanted to play survivor i'm sure challenge people do like would you want to see a Maybe not celebrity survivor, but like reality survivor. Well, I do wonder if that they could do some type of like reindeer games esque, like maybe like short season version of Survivor. But with all twenty nine days, not the short season. Yeah, uh, with all due respect to some of these other people that we would bring in, I think there would be very few people. I feel like that could keep up with the survivors on Survivor. If that's not too much of a incendiary remark. For social media. No, I mean, it, like, imagine Parvati and Sandra with, like, Phaedra playing Survivor. Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we all could barely keep up with Coach, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially when you're talking about, like, legends of, like, four and five time players. But, I mean, yeah. I, I like, I was thinking of, like, your average, like, run-of-the-mill Big Brother contestant just getting dropped into uh, a Survivor season with returning players. Not yeah. even the legends. Yeah. Rob, would you want to play the traders? I would play the traders. Yes, I think that 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 would be interesting enough uh, to, to go do that. Uh, do, do the traders want me? I think is a better question. <laughs> I mean, I do think that one of the things the traders is missing from the show, and I kind of think that the bling 
Empire guy plays that role. I watch his show and he plays the role on his show as well. Kevin is the kind of like, Ooh, like who am I in this kind? Not that you would, sorry. I don't know why this was up because this is not the role you would play. <laughs> but like, kind of like the, like what is going on? I've just like been dropped here. Like I'm your straight guy. I'm the audience. You would not play that. Sorry, Rob. Mm-hmm. That was not relevant to you at all. You are, you know, poverty mixed with Sandra. Sure. Sure. Yes. The ice King uh, is what I would be. Yeah. But, no, I, I appreciate I appreciate that, but uh, yeah, it would it would be I mean, like why wouldn't anybody go? Exactly. Is anybody like why oh, like uh, you know, my reputation was like uh, get over yourself. What reality star? Just has go a to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, just go to Scotland. It's, what, it's like two weeks. Days? It's two weeks. Like yeah, you know, I, I people have like all the reasons in the world not to do Survivor and certainly not to do Big Brother, but to go to the castle for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's so fascinating, like, in the Survivor community to have this, because I feel like for so long, it was like people, like, there was always this itch people had to go back a second time, right? There was always this, like, gravitas around the second time, but, like, there's not that many return seasons, there's not that much opportunity, but I feel like this opening of the door of the traders and, frankly, the challenge, I think... Deal or no deal island. Yeah, deal or no deal island, that other bad one that Stephanie LaGrosa was on, like, I almost think it's created this kind of, like... It's like reawakened the, you know, the, the, the old survivor yes. monsters and like all you're going to have like people from season three kind of itching to get on the traders. <laughs> Do you want to see Russell on the traders? I, like, eh. no, I don't think so. I think that we don't, I don't think we need it. I don't think we need it. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. All right. Well, Sophie, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll let you go before you disappear into okay. the darkness. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, if we have any other questions for Sophie? <laughs> No, I'm just I'm I'm very happy we got to have you on, Sophie. And I would say what you just described as saying you wish there were more Kevins where they're kind of like the audience. They don't know what's going on. I do recommend check out Traders UK because that's two seasons of full civilian, just like regular people. And it plays out exactly like that. And it's a lot more people are a lot more dramatic and and losing their minds throughout the rounds. They're a lot less composed as opposed to our reality alums. So. I was like, give it a watch. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. If you need any links, let us know. Okay. So, anything you want to pr- uh, tell people to check out? Man. Any plugs? Oh, man. I'm supposed to have a plug here. Um, if anybody wants to buy sourdough, I can sell you a loaf of sourdough here <laughs> in the Boston area. <laughs> okay. Well, so first. Yeah. This is that is a first. Um, Certainly since 2020. I don't think anybody else has yeah. come on to plug their sourdough. But Sophie, th- thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we uh, we appreciate you. I, I, I know you got to run if you want to if you want to hop off. OK. OK. okay. Bye, guys. Thank you for making the time, so nice Sophie. Nice to meet you, nice to okay. meet you too, Bye. Sophie. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. OK. All right, Puya. Uh, that was exciting. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I th- that's the thing I've been loving, Rob, about the traders. Uh, and I think you know, the U.S. doing it the way they're doing. I feel like we're getting so many people who are watching it for the first time and are getting into it. And that opens a lot of doors and opportunities for us to talk to different people. And I'm very grateful yeah, for that opportunity. Yeah, this has been uh, really, really fun. Of course, uh, did did you see this uh, from uh, the other day? So we, last week, uh, had the great uh, Wes Bergman and his uh, wife, Amanda, on the podcast uh, with us to talk traders. Uh, Wes told a story about how he got mistaken for Travis Kelsey and then... That story was picked up by Us Weekly. 
Yep, they picked it up right from our podcast and put it on. Put it on. I, look, I, no issue here. They credited us mm-hmm. uh, for uh, it being on the show. So uh, there you go. So we'll see if anything that Sophie said gets picked up by the media. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. So uh, that was very fun. Also, uh, Puya, the word on the street is that we could be getting something that we've been waiting for all season long that is this going to be the week that Dr. Will stops by the traders? Yes, we have finally gotten all but like a soft confirmation that Dr. Will will be making his appearance, his cameo, if you will, on this upcoming episode. I'm so curious to see how he's going to be linked in uh, with the episode. But yeah, here's Dr. Will shared this post on social media. He brought wolves. I brought wolves. Okay. Now, it does beg Wait. the question that is Dr. Will uh, Team Jacob or Team Edward? He seems like he'd be Team Edward to me. He's definitely giving Team Edward, uh, but yes. yet he is hanging with the wolves. He is. He brought wolves, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he brought the wolves. So apparently we'll the see. Hashtag's a movement. I hashtag I brought wolves. But definitely is giving, uh, you know, major Cullen vibes. Yes. From the great Dr. Will. Very much looking forward to seeing Dr. Will. Yeah. No, I'm very excited to see how this plays into the episode. I I have made my prediction that he's going to be hosting uh, one of the, the challenges. Makes this week. sense. Mission yes. Is what I think is happening. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see if it brings anything else. My all-time fave. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing Dr. Will uh, back on the Traders. Puya, anything else Traders-related you want to talk about? Well, Rob, uh, as of yesterday, there are there is information, new news dropping about two members of this cast of the Traders. Oh, yeah. Two members who are already gone from the cast, okay. mi- mind you. Uh, but there's a breakup, Rob. Larsa and Marcus Jordan seem to have called it quits. Okay, now is this is this the first breakup? You the first breakup never takes. I don't know, but all I know is that Larsa deleted all the photos mm. she had with Marcus on her Instagram grid, and then added a story to her Insta story with a poll of should your friends unfollow your ex, hmm. and it was a yes or no. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So and this is before the reunion too, Rob. So the reunion about to get a little spicy, I think. Getting a getting a little spicy. I don't know if they're gonna address uh this at the traders reunion. I don't know. What do you think? I guess I guess Andy Cohen is gonna go there, right? Yeah, it's gonna come up for sure. Um, given how many different news publications are posting about it, this is gonna be a hot ticket item at the reunion for sure now. Too bad it couldn't have happened about. on the traders. That would have been messy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they would have they would have banished Larsa because hey, y'all were fighting, so you definitely did murder him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's see what happens uh there. Uh do you think that maybe Larsa could start dating any of the other uh guys from the cast? Pilot Pete? I don't know. I don't know if I if I want that for quite frankly, either of them. Um, British John? (laughs) No, that's a catch right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Puya. So we will be back at 10.15 p.m. Eastern to do some more Traders live after the episode. Should be a fun one coming up. Uh, We'll see what Dr. Will has up his sleeve and much more. 10.15 
Eastern for the live show. Maybe a little bit earlier. Sometimes we uh, are fired up. We So uh, don't be like uh, messing around. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel here on YouTube, robinswebsite.com slash YouTube to make sure uh, you don't miss it when we go live. And robinswebsite.com slash subscribe for everything we're doing on the podcast. Puya, what else is coming up for you? Uh, well, people can find me on socials, Twitter at Puyaism, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. And I've been there quite a bit recently. So if you check that out, uh, 90 days on hiatus this week, but we'll be back with some more next week. So that'll be good. Uh, one last thing I did want to say is we are 10 reviews away from 100 reviews on the Traders Wrap Up. So please, if you haven't left your feedback yet, if you haven't given us How do us people do stars, that? How do people leave a review for the Traders Wrap Up? Rob is a website.com slash traders, T-R-A-I-T-O-R-S. Okay. All right. We could do better than 10. Come on. There's more than there's, there's more than 90 people listening to the podcast. Come on. <laughs> Please. It's very sus if you don't. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Puya, great job. Thank you so much to Sophie Clark. And then we will be back on Thursday to talk to more traders. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 